This is the Wanted Lesson Wellness Podcast, episode number 22. You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, a podcast and community for women just like you, women who have put themselves on the back burner for so many years as we live the college, job, plus mortgage, plus career, plus parenting life, but are ready to now press the reset button and start creating a life that sets our souls on fire. Pull up a seat, grab a cup of coffee, and come listen to conversations with real women just like you who are learning how to create a fulfilled life around eating well, living well, and traveling often. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today in episode 22, we are talking with Fabian Raphael from 1K and Beyond. Fabian is an online business strategist, a public speaker, and a podcaster, and she helps women entrepreneurs capitalize on their expertise and get to their first 1K and beyond. She also speaks my language when it comes to developing and creating online courses to support your current blog content, business, products, etc. So let's jump right into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today in episode 21, we are talking with Fabian Raphael from 1K and Beyond. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, Fabian is an online business strategist, speaker, and podcaster, and she helps women entrepreneur entrepreneurs capitalize on their expertise to get to the first 1K. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on is how we, we can capitalize on our expertise. Um, this is a live well episode of the podcast. We have three pillars within our podcast, and this is a, a live well episode where we're going to talk about how to create an income around a career and uh, in a career around what we love. So before we jump into the nitty gritty, why don't you, you tell me a little bit about your backstory and your own entrepreneurial journey? Cause I'm always just intrigued by everyone's journey. <laughs> well, um, maybe you'll be surprised to know that I was not born an entrepreneur. Uh, I was raised in a family where my parents were both employees working like more than 30 years at the same job uh-huh. and really believing that this was the way to go. So my path in life was get a degree and find a job and try to stay there as long as possible. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Basically, this is not what really happened in my life. Uh, at a certain point in my life, I met my business and life partner, Reggie, and he opened me to maybe having a business on my own or, you know, like personal development or having to go to conferences and open my mind to other stuff. And after a certain point, well, I would say it didn't happen like that, but after a few months, maybe years, then I was like, okay, so let me give it a try, but always by keeping something, you know, like as a job on the side. And then we tried uh, several businesses. Some of them uh, had, yeah, good success and some others Mm -hmm. like really failed. And then along the way, I discovered marketing because the first businesses, I didn't know so much about it and Uh uh, it was not going the way I wanted it to go. And then at a certain point, uh, I attended this huge marketing event. I was like, oh my God, this marketing thing, it seems to be working. (laughs) So (laughs) I applied it to the business that I had at the time and started to get results. 
And then at a certain point, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I think that so many people don't know about marketing or don't know how to implement it the right way to get the results for their businesses. So let me help them do that. <laughs> marketing is something I really struggle with. Yeah. And especially with online businesses, because a lot of people dream of their, you know, like their laptop lifestyle and yeah. just managing their time and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, if you don't add the marketing component to it, I mean, you might be struggling for a long time before uh -huh. you get your business going. So uh, 1K and Beyond came right after I'm still in transition with Marketing to Crush Your Competitors, which is still the, the name of my podcast. Uh -huh. um, and I feel that 1K and Beyond represents me and represents my audience so much better uh, and that I can serve my audience so much better with that name. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I'm doing this slow and smooth transition from Marketing to Crush Your Competitors to 1K and Beyond. Awesome. Well, your, your journey sounds, I mean, not, not, you know, identical to mine, but I was the same way. Like, you know, um, my parents now, now granted, like my mom's worked the same job forever, you know, like, you know, taught that, you know, you go to school, that, you know, you, you graduate, then you go to college and you get a degree. And then you are like married to that company until retirement, like get That's that. It you know, like silver plate when you when you retire that you've worked there for so long. Now, interest, interest, interestingly enough, gosh, um, my dad actually owns his own business, but yet they never, even though he did that, it was like, we didn't really talk about like, like owning your own business and entrepreneur. Oh, really? No, no, it was like, no, you go to college and you, you know, you get your degree. And so when I started to kind of like open my eyes to, to this lifestyle, like, man, I'd really like to do my own thing. Um, yeah, it was really weird because there wasn't a lot of, I wouldn't say not a lot of support, but it was, I mean, people were like, oh my gosh, you can't do that. Like you need to, you know, stay in your job and your health insurance, you know, and all those things everyone worries about that I think keeps them from making that leap. So yeah. And what yeah. about your dad? Did he help you out since he was in business too? Well, and he, and he has his own business. Um, obviously it's not an online business. It's like, you know, an actual, um, physical business. Um, and yeah, I, and, you know, he's helped me out some, but it, they're just so different between an online business and what I'm doing. And what yeah. I'm doing. Um, I find myself actually kind of helping him a lot, especially when it comes to, like the marketing stuff that I've learned. And I'm like, no, you need to try this. This is going to help you. I mean, he's lucky enough that a lot, most of his business is all referral based. So, I mean, they just kind of like feed, you know, feed mm. and so, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's very interesting because everyone, I think there's this misconception sometimes with entrepreneurial journeys is like, you know, like there's this decision made and it's a straight path, but we all know that it's, it's ups and downs and whines and we try this and it doesn't work. And we try that. And it doesn't work until we finally land. Too. Yeah. And then some people even say that if you're not born an entrepreneur, then you're not an entrepreneur. But I mean, you can become an entrepreneur uh -huh. if you're curious enough, if you meet the right people, if you, you know, if you interest yourself into like learning more and buying those courses and, you know, go forward with taking action and then, well, all of a sudden you have your own business. And even if nobody ever thought that you were an entrepreneur, uh huh. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting, um, I think there should be like a book of like multiple entrepreneurial stories of, of, yeah. of people. So you can like, everyone can see the different journeys that everyone takes mm -hmm. it's different across the board. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about, um, capitalizing on our expertise, especially in, uh, when it comes to like online courses that mm -hmm. complement like what we currently have. Mm -hmm. So I think my first question 
that I want to talk with you about is the whole, um, when I was writing these notes last night, I was like, okay, it's like the chicken and the egg. Like, like people come to me and they're like, well, what should I have first? Should I have my blog and my website first? Or should I have my online course first? And you know, is it possible to have a profitable, profitable online course without the other? So what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I think that in order to, for people to buy from you, like they have to be used to see you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might be lucky enough that someone sees your ad, doesn't know about you, and they are so much into the, um, um, the buying mode that they mm -hmm. buy right away, but it's not the majority of people. So the more the people are used to see you and they're, they're familiar with your face and they're familiar with your content and they're familiar with your ads and they're familiar with your posts or your blog or your podcast, then you have more chances of people knowing you for your expertise and be the go-to person whenever they're ready to make that buy. So I'm not saying that it's not possible to, to sell courses without mm -hmm. people knowing about you. What I'm saying is that you put so much more chances on your side when you start building a platform. When you can't, Sometimes you could just concentrate on one platform or, or two. Uh, you don't have to be necessarily everywhere, but as long as you build your audience through that platform or you mm -hmm. bring your people always to that same place, then this is where you share your content. This is where you show that, hey, you're legit, you're credible, you know what you're doing, and you are the person to help these people to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, starting a blog or starting your podcast or, or just um, uh, doing, sometimes you could just, if you don't want to start your own blog, you can write on other people's blog. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is to have like a certain reach and that people can be used to see you. So whenever you're ready for, for that offer, then they'll they'll also be ready for right. you and take their credit card out and say, yeah, I know her. I know what she's capable of. I've heard her. I've seen her and I want to buy from her. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You really do need to have an audience that like the whole, like know and trust um, you. I mean, you might get, like you said, you might get lucky and, you know, just throw something out there and someone just like jumps on it. But the more, the more, the more of an audience you have and a community you have around what you offer, um, the, the the better chances you are of having a more profitable yes when you launch it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you work with, do you now tell me how you, how do you work with entrepreneurs that actually like in the stage of building online courses, or they come to you and they already have an online course and they just need help marketing. Like how, what is your, what is your role in the process of online courses? Most of the people that like, they have that idea, um, they have that idea of either starting their online uh, business mm -hmm. and they want to start or they want to launch an online course and they don't know necessarily where to start or if their idea is worth spreading, if I can say it like that. Uh -huh. um, so, so what I do is I, I take, it's as if like you have someone taking your hand and going from, okay, so what's, first of all, what's your area of expertise? What's your message? And who do you want to, to say that message to? Do you have an audience? Where do we find that audience? And then after that, well, the whole process of, okay, so let's say you have your audience, but then your online course, like, is it really what your audience wants to buy? Because mm -hmm. we yeah. know that sometimes people need stuff, but they're not willing to buy what they need. Uh-huh. Right. They, they, they buy what they want. 
Um, so for example, I don't know, I might, I might know that uh, vegetables are good for me, but if I feel like eating McDonald's today, I mean, I'm still going to spend at McDonald's, even yeah. though I know it would be better to eat vegetables, but I don't want it. I, uh -huh. Let's say I don't want to buy vegetables today. So it's exactly the same thing. So we go through the whole process of, okay, so let's, let's validate if this idea is really what your people are looking for. And then from then, we could actually craft uh, the, the, the course or the outline and make sure that all the points, all the bullet points that we address or the modules that are going to be in the online course are the modules that people want to know yeah. about. Yeah. So therefore, when you're ready to make your offer in front of that same audience, well, since you've been crafting everything out of what they they told you or what you saw what were the the major challenges or the major struggles then of course you have more chances again to have uh, more sales for this course because you didn't just jump on an idea and say well mm -hmm. okay so i i want to i want to launch this and i'm going to do this or uh -huh. Nobody has ever done this. Let me do this. Um, not necessarily a good path to go. Um, and it's not, I want to add also, it's not because let's say a lot of people are, are launching um, an online course on the same topic as you, that you are not going to make sales. Right. Sometimes yeah. people are scared. They're like, okay, so wait a minute. Like all my neighbors, they're, they're, they're <laughs> launching the same course. I mean, how am I going to survive like in this flood of people and online, whatever? Well, I, what I like to say is when people buy from you, they buy because it's you. It's uh -huh. your content might be, yeah, your content might be better than the neighbor. It might be, well, not necessarily as good as the neighbor, but if people trust you, they want to buy from you. They don't care about the neighbor anyways. They're yeah. part of your audience. They're not part of the, the neighbor's audience. Um, so, so whenever like you are in the state of my neighbor does it, I don't want to do it. Um, uh -huh. Well, I, I'm just saying, mindset. yeah, yeah, exactly. I would just say nurture the relationship and build the trust with your audience and just show that you are capable of giving them results. And I mean, mm -hmm. they will buy from you again and again, but of course you have to do that the right way. Yeah, correct. Correct. Well, when, when you work with people that come to you, what do you think? And just, just from your, also your experience in the online course, you know, realm, what are the common misconceptions that you see when it comes to creating a quality online course? Mm, um, that that uh, presentation or design is not important. Uh, it used to be that way, but it, it changed a lot. I, I would say lately, I, I remember like maybe, yeah, maybe 10 years ago when I was like, like just, just uh, being open to the marketing side of things, uh, I would see programs sold. Oh my God, looks so ugly. But, <laughs> but again, like because they were sold by gurus or people that were very established, I mean, people didn't really care about the design or the presentation. They would just care about, okay, so the content is good. And then, but now I would say that, man, the more, the more your, your content, your presentation, your brand, the more it's, it's slick, it's nice, it's beautiful, the more people will be attracted to it. I would say that there's a lot of evolution positively that have been done in this, uh, in this area. Um, another misconception I would say is that, well, maybe I repeat myself, but thinking that you're not going to sell because your neighbor has yes. sold it, right? 
um, that would be another misconception or just the fact that you had an idea and you put it out there and it's supposed to be a, a slam, like you're, you're going to, to get it and it's going to work. Um, there's a certain process, especially with the validation of your idea before questioning your people, make mm -hmm. sure that what you're crafting is the right stuff for them. Um, and therefore, well, okay, you could craft and go forward with your product or your online course. But before that, I mean, you might be very, very disappointed at a certain point because you put a lot of energy into, let's say, building the yes. course and, yeah. you know, like the design and everything, a couple of thousands. And then you're like, oh my God, zip, like nothing happened. Yeah. Yes. What's going on? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would I would say like these, yeah, these few are kind of misconceptions. That's yeah. why, um, in I'm we're getting ready. Um, I'm getting ready to launch the the blogger to course creator uh, academy where I'm helping bloggers basically capitalize on their current content or products or services and create online courses. And actually, the first there's like four phases within the academy that walks them through from like basically course idea to you know course launch. And the first phase that we spend time on is strictly validating your idea and making sure that it's what your audience truly wants. Because, and then, then we get into the design. Because like you said, exactly. the last thing you want to do is spend all that time and effort and even money creating a course and like it's your baby and you love it and then you put it out there and everyone's just like crickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like some people actually just um, – pre not pre-launch it but just like ask their audience if they're interested and get the money before even crafting or uh -huh. creating the course you could do it this way too if you're really not sure about like what what would be the response of your audience so you just like I don't know, you just mentioned to your audience that you're working on this and you're, you're supposed to launch this program. You were thinking about um, doing this and that because you figured, well, this is one of their major struggle. Would they be interested if yes? Well, just uh, pre, uh, you know, buy your, buy your course here and we'll save you a spot and that's it. And if you don't get enough spots or if you think that it's not worth it to go forward with it, then you just you just refund everybody and you don't do it. But mm -hmm. I would say even if you just have five people, I mean, it's worth it to do yeah. it. Yeah. Really, right. really. Yeah. Because along the way you could actually maybe craft something better and improve mm -hmm. it with time and then get those testimonials going mm -hmm. and increase the price next time you launch it. So, uh, so yeah, everything is possible with this. Yes. And that's the glory of an online course is it's not like, you know, a physical product that once you launch it and if you need to make changes to it, um, I talked about yeah. this in another episode, like you can launch it, like, you know, soft launch it, launch it to a few people. And then the joy is evaluate that, see, you know, get some feedback, make some changes. Like you can constantly change and evolve your online course to, con mm -hmm. to continually get better and better and better. So Absolutely. Just launch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's, okay. So those are the misconceptions. Now I want to kind of switch gears and say on the, on the flip side of that is what do you feel like? Well, not really necessarily the flip side, but what is like the, like if someone's to ask you, what is the one most important element of an online, a quality online course? What would you say that is? The one most element of a quality online course. Hmm. I would say, I would, I would say I would go with the outline again and I would yeah. go back to the validation. Uh -huh. I, for me, like as, as long as you nail this, mm -hmm. I mean, there's, 
there's no coming back. I mean, it's just like uh -huh. pure joy for you because, and not only for you, but for the people who buy your course. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think this is like your course outline, uh, addressing exactly what people want to learn and yes. want to buy. Yes. I mean, there's, there's nothing else than that. That is uh -huh. really important for, for your, not only for your success as an online, bit, uh, online course creator, but for your audience success. Yeah. yeah. Because that, that, that outline, that skeleton to make sure that you, you have, you know, what they're going to, you know, what the outcome is going to be, you know, what the transformation is going to be of your students and you have that set in place. So then all of your items in your course, like the rest of it is like you said, it's design, it's, you know, it's approach, it's navigation but making sure that you're going to provide, like they're going to walk away with the transformation and that all comes back down to that, that core mm -hmm. skeleton of the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to step into strategy now. So mm -hmm. what are some actionable steps or strategies um, for how uh, bloggers or entrepreneurs can capitalize on their expertise and start making money with online courses? How, like, what are, what are those, walk me through like some action steps that you would give someone that came to you and said, I want to, I want to create an online course. Okay. So first of all, if it's someone that is thinking about like launching their online business and then creating their online course, well, and have no client whatsoever, I would just tell them to start the conversation, not necessarily like go to live events. Well, if it's possible, well do that. But uh, join groups, join forums, join, um, join places where your target audience might be, your dream client might be, and, and just interact with these people, give value and show that you know what you're talking about answer questions. Don't necessarily like throw a sale right away or just mm -hmm. say, Hey, come on, come and call me. Uh, I, I want to help you right away because sometimes we, we, some people online, they jump the steps and it's as if we, people forget how to behave with each other. <laughs> <laughs> like they're ready to marry the person and they're just saying hello for the yeah, first right? time. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> Anyways, there's some interest behind that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just tell them to start the conversation and then pull out what are the major challenges, like what comes back often, um, what, what are the, the questions that people are always asking, and where do you feel comfortable also to answering to these pain points? Mm -hmm. Because again, like during the when when you are going to express your expertise either tr through your online course or other stuff online well you have to be the go-to person so you yes. have to sound confident and you have to sound like of course an, an expert or someone that is uh that is very experienced to help the person so then by doing that uh doing the conversations experimenting on giving value then you see in which aspects of it you are the most comfortable and then maybe the first time you launch your course then you could act you could focus your energy into those aspects because these are your strong aspects mm -hmm. so that would be the first the first thing i would i would tell people to do um to just have the conversations and then well of course part of the 
part of launching something is that you have to an audience to to show it to and that is willing to buy so at the same time i would tell you well if you don't have a website then at least have a landing page a landing page yeah. yes which is a place where uh, you offer something for free in exchange of uh, your people's email addresses so again by having those conversations and discussions then you can see okay what's one of the pain points and you solve that problem for them through a PDF, through an audio file, through a video series, through uh, whatever you want to do, and then you offer it to these people. So basically, you have a place to refer them to when you talk about your uh, your subject of expertise to these people. So they know when they look for you, they look for Jennifer. Then they're like, "Well, okay, so I know where to go. She has a plate, a page there, and I could get actually something for free out of her." Mm -hmm. This is another chance for you to show that you're credible and you're an authority in your field. Mm -hmm. So, so these are like the basics, but still things that you have to do for, for people to pay attention uh, to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about online courses, we're, we're essentially teaching, uh, you know, someone something. And so mm -hmm. you might, I mean, there might be some people that, I mean, can create a stellar online course, but maybe struggle with the, the teaching aspect. And I think to get, if, if, if either a person is hesitant or maybe not sure, like you said, get like test the waters, maybe like teach a concept through an email series or do a live video series with your audience on, you know, on Facebook live or Instagram, you know, stories or something where you're teaching something. Cause that not mm -hmm. only gets your feet wet with the actual teaching element, especially if your online course is going to have any type of, you know, synchronous live environment. Um, but it also establishes you as an authority on your subject matter, like your expertise, like people are seeing like, okay, like, you know, Jennifer's not just talking about this stuff. Like she's actually showing me, you know, some evidence that she mm -hmm. knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also give like, like, I think we sometimes overlook the, you know, you give things, give, give, give value for free before you ask for that sale before you take, Yeah. Give, give, you know, before you take. Yeah. And I find very interesting what you said about the teaching thing, because, um, you're right. A lot of people, I'm sure that you, you, you might've had that kind of teacher maybe in high school or in college, you know, that teacher that knows a lot, but doesn't know how to, mm -hmm. how to, you know, um, say it or how to teach it to the students. So it's not that they're not intelligent or they're not, comfortable, no. they're not expert. Right. it's just that the, the communication is just wrong. And there's something that people don't get because they're not using the right words or their words are too complicated and stuff like that. So what I would suggest as, um, as a, as an advice for that, it's just like go on podcasts or go mm -hmm. on uh, yeah. speaking engagements or, you know, go to your library and just give, give a speech for free or, um, so you will have the, the habit of trying to express what you want to express yes. to several types of audiences and make sure that they understand and they get what you're saying. Because if they don't, then you're like, okay, so I might have a problem with this and that. But teaching has nothing to do with just like, you know, giving information to someone. But it's, it's the whole conversation. It's the communication. It's with your online course. If you, if you show the slides, well, how crowded your slides are. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. what do you put on them? Do you put pictures? Do you put like just the keywords or do you put whole sentences? Like, how do people love to consume your content? Which is another part that is very important to take um, in consideration. So 
not only creating an online course, but make sure that what you want to express is well um, taken by mm -hmm. your by your students or people that just bought from you. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, learning how to teach in a, an effective manner has nothing to do with intelligence level. It's just, and sometimes we are so, we are experts in our fields at such an in-depth level that we forget yeah. what it was like to be at the beginning and how to break, chunk down the content to like a beginner, you know, stage. And, and mm -hmm. so a lot of times, like, we feel like we're, we're conveying this information, like, well, we, I just covered like, you know, this topic in depth, but what your audience or your students might have needed was you to break it down into more digestible chunks and sometimes just being experts in our fields like we, we just forget that and so mm -hmm. like, you said, like actually going out and you know maybe you know doing some presentations or doing some small teaching gigs or even just having like a pilot like run your course with a pilot group that's like people you know or someone that doesn't know the topic and just see how they receive it because mm -hmm. that would be the great feedback to be like dude, I have no idea what you're talking about for this lecture. And then you're like, what do you mean? I, I clearly explained it. But, but in reality, like we're, there's a disconnect because we're yes. just so, you know, we have that expert blind spot. But you, you, you said it actually, while you were giving this answer, um, when you have the transformation in mind, like, you know, where your people are from, like, let's say they start from point A and they have to go to Z, then you need to establish the step-by-step -step between a and Z in order for them to get there. So like the small chunks of information, of steps, of action that they have to take in order to get to that point. And as soon, like, if you don't do that, then, I mean, you might lose your people right in the middle mm -hmm. of your program because they're really like, well, wait a minute, where am I going? Where does that lead? Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, very important to break the things like in, in small chunks of of info of actions that they have mm -hmm. to take so they could get to that point and have that transformation that you promised yes and and i call that for my end i call it the student journey like knowing mm -hmm. the journey from the time they enter the doors of your online school um to the time they they leave and mm -hmm. does it does it flow smoothly and does that like that natural progression and scaffolding of information like make sense um, instead of everything being disjointed, I, I do that. I pay attention to that a lot when I'm creating an online courses. Like, does this make sense to learn this material in this progression at this level? You know, yeah. when is it time to level it up? Um, I think that's that's a, that's an important element. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, let me uh, let's talk about platforms. So, what? Uh, there's a lot of uh, LMS. We I use that term a lot. Learning management systems um, out there that are easier to use for bloggers or entrepreneurs. I mean, there's like the big dogs in higher education, which is the world I'm from, but then there are, you know, like the other ones that are a little more accessible to, to us, but what are your, uh, what platform do you like or multiple platforms? What, what, do you have any preferences? Uh, right now I'm using teachable uh -huh. and I love it because it's very, 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 very easy. Yes, use. it is. Um, so for someone who starts and might be scared of, okay, the whole, design and the whole like organization of their modules and stuff like that in their lessons. I think this is a platform that does it like pretty well mm -hmm. and that your course could still look very nice and clean um, and very organized on this platform. Um, and lately I came to, uh, to a 
plug. I think it's a plugin called the Learn Dash. Yes, and I've seen yes. a couple of courses on yes. it. Isn't it and amazing? I'm very attracted to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So right now my courses are unteachable. Like you said, it's very user-friendly, very plug and play almost. Um, but I've seen some fantastic stuff done with Learn Dash that that's kind of like, like in the back of my mind for like yeah. next phase, next level. Like I want to do that, but I know it's going to take some, that's a little more in depth in terms of design with a plugin and yes. I actually need a designer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Teachable is an excellent platform for someone to like just get started, um, you know, new course. And, and even if, and even if they're, I mean, if they're brand new and, and don't want to put, and they, maybe they want to just test the waters and they don't want to like put out because teachable, there's a free version of teachable. Yes. And then even yeah. the next stage up is very, very affordable. Yes. Um, I mean, you can even run an online course to test the waters, you know, like via an email series. I know it's not yeah. like real and pretty, but it is possible if you just want to like really kind of test the waters. Um, but I would agree with you, like, um, teachable. I mean, I know there's some other ones out there that, um, but teachable is the one that I'm most familiar with as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We and, agree and, on that. And it is very user-friendly. I mean, I mean, you don't have to have, you know, a lot of tech knowledge to survive. No, <laughs> no, that's the thing. And I know that a lot of beginners are scared about the techie things. Like, uh -huh. so, so, I mean, you want to take it off like that hassle off while well, go on teachable. Uh -huh. And if you're, and if you're super afraid, like find, like reach out and find a resource, you know, like you said, you talked about connecting with others, like find someone like, you know, like you or I, or someone that like helps people, you know, seeing that they're online courses and don't be afraid to like, you know, network and connect and have someone, yeah. you know, help you out. I mean, once I get ready to do learn dash, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> like I'm going to need some help. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what is your, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Um, what is your one piece of advice for someone who's, you know, maybe intrigued by, you know, building an online course, um, but they're just not sure how to get started? They're not sure how to get started. Oh my God. Okay. So, well, first of all, I would just say that um, there's always someone that you can help. Uh-huh. And... I, I would even dare to say, like, if only one person buys your course or only one person wants to know more about what you're doing, well, you have a proof of concept that you right? can help at least yes. one person with this. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you don't have the, the full extent of what you thought before, but at least like this person, you can help that person get from A to Z. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, not sure about how to get started. Well, I would say go out there and find the information and try to see like who has done it before and what steps you need to take in order not to do those mistakes. Mm -hmm. I know that when we start as entrepreneurs, we feel so much um, powerful and we want to do everything on our own and we want to do our, our own mistakes. And sometimes people tell us stuff, but we don't necessarily listen to it and, uh -huh. we, and we do these mistakes anyways, whatever. But um, if there's something I could advise you is just go out there and find and find the person who can help you do it the, the best way possible the first time. And if you don't have the resources to hire someone, then at least like read a lot about it. Of course, mm -hmm. there's a lot of blogs. There's a lot of information online. At least you could get the minimum 
to make sure not to avoid like these huge mistakes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and about the tech side, well, you addressed it a little bit earlier. You said, well, we talked about connecting with people through Facebook groups, through communities. Well, connect with people and try to see who can help you. And I know that sometimes at the beginning, some people agree to, uh, to just, okay, so um, I can help you with this if you help me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it doesn't pay the bills though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but sometimes some people have no choice and this is how they get started. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you don't know how to get started. Well, get the information. I mean, if you want to take action and you want things to change for you, that's the only way you can go. Mm-hmm. If you think, I don't know how to get started and I won't do anything and you don't dare, well, I mean, you might end up in the same situation a year from now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I spent many years in that in that bubble of of, you know, like wanting to do something, but like too afraid to pull the trigger and actually, you know, move forward with it. But yeah. And I'm glad that you you brought up, you know, even if you sell your course to one person, like that's proof of concert uh, or concept, um, you know, and we're talking about how to capitalize on, you know, our expertise, like we're all experts in something. And if you're, yes. you know, if you have a business and you have a blog, you have a website, it's more than likely revolving around, you know, your mm-hmm. expertise and an online course is a great way to just add another, you know, uh, not only a revenue stream, but just another way that you can reach your audience in a different medium, in a different platform. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think uh, sometimes people are scared by courses, like they, they don't feel they're qualified enough to, you know, they don't have an education background, yeah. to write it, I don't know how to put it together so it makes sense. Um, but it, it's a great way to provide more value to your audience while also bringing in, you know, additional revenue. And then if I could add, because you spoke about like everybody is an expert at something um, because the word expert is like a lot of people are experts in something. Um, What I would say is that there are several levels of expertise. Um, I love to give the example of, let's say, a first grader and a sixth grader. Um, a first grader that looks up for the sixth grader, well, for him or for her, the sixth grader is the expert. Mm-hmm. Because if they tell them, well, you know what, like in third grade, this is what you're going to learn and this is what I want to show you in order for you to do it better when you get there, well, they are going to listen. So it's the same thing online. And I've done that mistake when I started because I was comparing myself so much with the people that had like 10, 20 years experience. Mm-hmm that was starting at the time. And then it's, it's, it's in that situation that you forbid yourself to go forward because you're like, wait a minute, like, okay, so these people, they're just like crushing it and they're the bomb. And then there's <laughs> me, beginner trying to make a dent in the world. Right. Uh-huh. But again, if we shift that mindset and think, okay, who can I help? And who knows less than me? Of course, you know, more than someone on your area of expertise and, it's not because you call yourself an expert that you're the expert of all the experts, but for someone, you are the expert. So yes, I, I just wanted that. to mention that. That is, that is great. That is a great perspective, especially because, you know, compare itis. It's so easy, especially, you know, when you're, you have your own business, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to get to the level of this guy. Look at all the followers they have and the income they're making. Like I've just got into this too late. Um, but you're right. Like you're just, like just a little higher up on the mountain, maybe, or a little further in the, on the path than someone that's behind you. And there's somebody, there may be people at the top of the mountain or way ahead of you, but 
but to that person that's just a little bit behind you, like you are the expert to them. So yeah, and and there is there is what we call also the micro influencers. So people that don't necessarily have a huge audience, but are so close or to their audience, or their audience is so engaged that it's as lucrative to have that kind of audience than the people that have 10, 20, 100,000 people on their list, for example. You might have only 600 people on your list, but if they're really engaged and you've yeah. done that job properly, mm-hmm. well, you still can have a profitable online business um, if you compare it to someone that might have 5,000 and then just communicate with their list once in a while and their list is not really engaged. Then they're, of course, when they... they the numbers game helped them to make more sales, but with the, the relation that they have with the percentage of their list, of course, it's less than, than you that might have a tiny list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good, good point. Good point. So tell, uh, tell me where can our audience find you out there on the internet? Aha. You can go on one K and beyond dot com and this is where you are going to get uh, your free gift so you go there and uh, then we can stay connected awesome awesome and i will include a link to um your your website and any of your other any of your social media handles we'll include all of that in um our show notes cool um, so that the listeners if they want to connect with you they can connect with you all right Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love talking to online courses. It's just like my, my, my gig. It's my thing. And it's so funny is because I, I try to resist. Uh, I mean, that's just been my whole like 20 you know, years of experience. Over 10 of it has been online learning. But I just kept thinking, I, I just kept resisting it. Like, oh, I don't need to, I want to do something completely different. And then I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, I know, like, like this is what I know and this is what I can help people with. So anyway. Good. Yeah. So, but thank you for joining me. I'm, I was, I'm so happy to have you on here for an episode and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Fabian today. As always, we will include all the links to connect with Fabian on her specific podcast episode page. Just go to www.wanderlessonwellness.org forward slash podcast and find episode number 22. And there, and on that page, you'll find all the links to connect with Fabian. So with that being said, I hope you join us next week for another episode. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast. Let's keep the conversation flowing inside our private Facebook community at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash Facebook group. In this group, you can connect with like-minded women just like you, all working to press that reset button on life and start creating a fulfilled life around eating well, living well, and traveling often. And do you know someone who's looking for that same change in life? If so, let's grow our community and go ahead and share this podcast with them. If you absolutely loved this episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to the podcast to to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.